Greetings and salutations, and welcome to another episode of Who's Your Brother? I am the older of the two oh. brothers. My name's Christian. Oh man, we're back. I'm, I'm the younger of the two brothers. My name is Evan. How you doing, Evan? Uh, hey, you know what? Uh, I am. I am just a okay. You know what? I am. I'm. I'm. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm. I'm not. I am. I'm stuttering a lot because I'm very tired. Um, I have basically been working like nonstop for mm-hmm. like the past. I think like two and a half weeks now just Oof. for my job. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm tired, but you know what? I'm still I'm feeling good. I'm I'm in it. Mother's Day for for all my deli- I I so so I work at a flower shop. Mm-hmm. And it's got, Mother's got, Day. Right, of course. So that's got to be like one of, if not uh, the biggest days for you guys, right? It is is one of the two. One of the it two. Is, Valentine's it Day is, is that the other one? Day. Yep. There you go. Yeah, Got it one. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um. Right. Uh, Mo- moms and significant others they they want the flowers. Uh. So. Or at least yeah, that. No. Or at least that's what big flower would have you believe. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a conspiracy. It's all coming together. Of course, they're just trying to push more roses. Uh. But, uh, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Other than that. Feeling pretty all right. Feeling pretty good. Well, uh, you know. I, while I was editing the uh, the episode from last week, uh, after I had gotten some sleep myself, I realized how insanely delirious I sounded and how many times I said, hell yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, I was fucking out of my mind. So I think you're sounding better than me. So I think uh, you're handling a lot better. The youth is uh, serving you right now, little brother. <laughs> Uh, see, it's, it's that for me, when I get like super delirious, mm-hmm. I tend to do like what I call my stutter step, which is I'll, you know, I'll just like, like what I'm doing right now, kind of, you heard at the beginning, I will like start a word, but then just like repeat it over and over like five times before I finally finish the sentence. Right. So that is uh that is my typical cadence for my exhaustion and my delirium, uh, back in college, actually, mm-hmm. um, um, all of my friends used to know when I was like cramming too hard when I was like you know working too hard like term papers or whatever right because yeah. I would just go on like these long like I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't I don't really know uh guys I think I don't I think I think I that um uh, Evan what was the last time you slept what kind of uh, question is that <laughs> sleep is for the weak <laughs> it's for the weak and wrong and I refuse to be either of those things right who has time for sleep in this economy <laughs> I don't have have time for sleep. The sleep demons will come and steal my dreams. Right, yeah. Oh, uh, what is it? The the guys who stand at the edge of your bed. Sleep paralysis demons. Sleep demons, yeah. Right? They're like over there begging you. Like, come on, man. I need you to lay down so you you don't get up. And you're like, fuck you, buddy. I got shit to do. I don't know know why. You just kind of sounded like, um, oh, my God. Are you familiar with uh, Tenacious D? Oh hell yeah! Um, oh god, the fucking inward singing bit. Um, we um, that's not like that's not a thing. That's like a lot of people do that. Stop! Fuck you! What do you know? And I don't know why you just sounded like that for a second. <laughs> I was just chan- I was just channeling the magic apparently. Yeah. Oh man, for. <laughs> Oh, God bless you, Jack Black. You are Hell a treasure. Yeah. Hell yeah. Did you see him on uh, Mandalorian? I did, yeah. Yeah. 
absolutely brilliant. You no, know, that was so funny too. Like watching that scene. Like, is that Jack Black? Holy shit, it is. Is that Lizzo? Holy shit. And then the exactly. next, and then the next thing you're like, is that fucking Christopher Lloyd? Fuck yeah. I mean, uh, turns out I don't know. Lizzo can't act all that well, but uh, but it was it was nice seeing her. That you was, know what? And, and that's and that's the thing too. You know, like she's she's not an actress. She's you know she's a she's an artist. She's a music. She's a musician. So she like, kills it on stage, man. She's a she hell does. of a fucking artist. Absolutely. Right. She fucking she fucking be up there fucking rocking the fucking show, singing or playing the motherfucking flute. That chicken that, that chicken rock the fucking flute. That's right. That shit's insane too. Mm-hmm. And like when oh, I man. when I when I see her like interacting with people, she likes she's personable and she's funny and shit, you know. So maybe oh, the yeah. maybe the part was just written bad. I don't fucking know, man. But I, 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 it wasn't hitting for me. But regardless, <laughs> this isn't about Lizzo, <laughs> or is it? I'm not sure what this podcast is about. It could be about Lizzo. Uh, it changes moment to moment. <laughs> what do we do here? What is this right? What's it about? Eh, who knows? Right now, it's about uh, moms because it's Mother's Day tomorrow, and Evan has been delivering a bunch of flowers. And I hope you love your mom. I well, no, I hope I hope you have a good relationship with your mom. I don't fucking know, man. There's a I have a good relationship with my mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and you know what? If you don't, then tomorrow can just be tomorrow can just be a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You you relax. You take it easy. You you I don't I don't know. Smoke Ce- a doob or something. Celebrate how you see fit. Okay. Yeah. If this is a day of happiness, let it be a day of happiness. If it's a day of anger, let it be that. You know, good. Let the anger flow through you. <laughs> let the anger flow. Good, Anakin. Good. Uh, and if it's nothing, let it be nothing. But uh, I'm gonna go to my mom's and uh, make dinner and shit and. Then- Spend the day with her. That'd be nice. Hell yeah! You gonna you gonna see yeah. your mom at all? Yeah, we're going out to uh, sort of a late lunch kind of thing tomorrow. Uh, I don't remember where now. It's a place I think somewhere. We're, we were trying to meet in the middle so that neither one of us had to drive, you know, like mm-hmm. an ungodly amount of distance because you know we're we're fairly far because I'm mm-hmm. on the north side, you know, and she's all the way south side. So um, uh-huh. what is uh, Cafe Audrey? Mm-hmm. So I've never heard of it before, but it sounds pretty good. I have never heard of it either. Yeah, you so, have to, you have to let I, us know how it is. Guys, I you know what I I certainly will I certainly will um, and and tell your mother I said hello. I you know what I certainly will I certainly will. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know why we just went from that went to a Jersey accent there, but you know what? Hey, because why not? You know why not? Right. Uh, oh, speaking of mothers, we were uh, talking about this before the show started. Uh, I recently <laughs> saw the classic movie uh, Sleepwalkers. Which is about uh, yeah. which is about a mother and a son who are shape shifting cat people from the dawn of time or something. I don't know. They they do a whole history thing like during the credits or whatever. But man, this movie's like fucking weird. It's got like some hilarious effects like at certain points. Cause God, when was it made? It was like the early nineties, wasn't it? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. No. But, uh, so yeah, the, the transformation into, uh, the cats, oh, 92, that's when it was made. Uh, Perfect. <laughs> sometimes it looks pretty rough and hilarious. <laughs> yeah. And the thing I feel like that is a major thing about this movie is that like right from the jump, like there's no like 
beating around the bush or anything. This mother and son pair are like into the incest to the max. Like it is cranked to 10 from the jump. They're like all over each other and like, I need you and I need you. And just like, they fuck like at least once, maybe twice in the movie, you know, they're just, ugh, it's, it's a whole fucking thing that is like all about this movie. And he's got to go get some virginal girl so that uh, they can suck her soul out and, you know, stay young and healthy or whatever. And it's real fucking hypersexual. It was weird as fucking shit. Also, um, the guy who played Otho and Beetlejuice is in it <laughs> as a teacher. That was, I always think it's fun to see him and stuff. But yeah, man, it was weird. And there were all these famous horror directors in it, too. Like, I think Toby Hooper and Clive Barker. There's four of them. I think um, Wes Craven was in it. And somebody else, I'm forgetting. Stephen King's, of course, in it. But he wrote it. But uh, it's just so fucking weird, man. Like, what? It's really weird. Right? It's really, really weird. I, but I, can I, I, can I, I tell you something? Yeah, you absolutely can. I gotta imagine it was the cocaine. I... So I so I heard about this movie. A friend of mine recommended this movie to me uh-huh. back when I was in college. Uh-huh. And I have to tell like so he was like, "All right, listen, I'm not gonna say anything about this movie. Just go watch it." Mm-hmm. Like what? Like why can't you tell me? He's like, "No, no, 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 I'm not telling you a goddamn thing. You just you go you go and you watch it. You watch this movie." And I was like, "I fucking okay, whatever, sure." Mm-hmm. I. I, I fucking love this movie. I, I I need to tell you, I absolutely adore this goddamn movie so much. It's so it's it's stupid. It's it's dumb. It's poorly written. The effects just get really bad. But oh, holy shit, so entertaining! It is it is one of the most entertaining movies that I've ever seen. It is a it's, wild fucking ride. I will really say that. Is. It really is. Right. Like, but God, is it not great? <laughs> I'm not sure I would describe it as great, man, but like, I mean, here, here, here. it's a masterpiece. <laughs> I will expect nothing less. Well, as somebody who will tout the greatness of critters, too, I can't fault you, I suppose. <laughs> uh, it's, it's so batshit. And so, okay, here's the thing uh-huh. good viewing people that I, good listening people that I also want to clue you on. So it starts off just wacky from the get-go, like with dead cats just like hanging, hanging from, from trees. trees yeah. yeah, fuck it's tons of them. It starts off weird. It then slows the fuck down so much you would think that like, okay, what the fuck's happening? You know, what is this movie? What the hell's gonna happen now? And then out of nowhere, I want to add, the teacher starts like soliciting, like is like, hey. I know about you and your mom, quote unquote, but I'll let it, I'll let it slide. If you do me a favor, wink, wink, that is a, this happens. And then the teacher's hands get ripped, hand get rips off. He, he, the, the dude, uh, the shapeshifter rips off the teacher's hand. Yeah. Yep. Yep. He totally fucking does. (laughs) He he says, you should keep your, people should keep their hands to themselves. Here's yours. And tosses it back to him. Hands it to him. Also, with context, there is at one point the line, cop kebab. (laughs) Oh, the cop with his fucking cat sidekick. Listen, the cat sidekick, why does he have a cat sidekick? 
because they needed a cat to be there. So this cop was just rolling around with a cat in his car all day. And, you know, it was a small town, so it was cool. Did they run out of like? Did, did is there no canine unit? Do we have? Do we have the cat unit? No, we have the feline units. <laughs> but I mean, that cat fucking saved the fucking day, man. That cat was pivotal to the fucking story. It was a goddamn plot device. That's why that motherfucker rolled around. That silly ass fucking movie. God, it's so great. Oh, so <laughs> oh Ron Perlman's in it. Okay, Ron okay. Ron Perlman's in it. Yes. So, uh, it wasn't uh, uh, Wes Craven's not in it. Of course, Stephen King's in it. Uh, Joe Dante, Toby Toby Hooper, John Landis, and Clive Barker. Those are the directors that are in it. God, Landis. I forgot Landis was in that movie. Yeah, as a as a lab technician. <laughs> it's really is a matter of what the hell are you doing here, right? Like. Like guys, like this this is the one you you showed up for? Okay. I guess. I feel, like, I feel like Stephen King just like like emailed them or something like, "Do you want to be in my cat shapeshifter movie?" <laughs> right? And they were just like, "All right." I feel like one of them emailed back or was this the day of emails? Hell man, it might have just been like a uh, like phone tag and leaving messages on the machine like, "I got one question. How much incest is in it?" And Stephen King was like, "A fuck ton." All right, you are not going to believe how much fucking incest is in this goddamn movie. <laughs> it's like, all right, you talk me into it, King. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> what a weird fucking movie. What a weird-ass fucking movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, but again, I, I really do so, think uh, that it's, it's very special. Yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Go watch Sleepwalkers, a Mother's <laughs> Day classic. Sleep- it's a fantastic movie that I cannot <laughs> recommend enough. Please watch this movie. And, uh, you know, after you get done lis- uh, watch- watching Sleepwalkers, you can listen to the uh, Violent J uh, mom song, you know, for Mother's Day. Because he made a song about how much he loves his mom. I'm pretty sure to a Tupac beat. Hey, I, you know what? I'm into it. I'm into it. Yeah. Pretty sure Tupac got a song, right? Well, uh, yeah, Dear Mama, right? Oh, That's well, what I'm yeah. thinking of. Hell yeah. But, uh, great, great track. Yeah. But, uh, uh, either, either way, he also has a song about how much he hates his dad. So that <laughs> was really, great. That was released on father's day. Uh, outstanding. Oh, yeah. Right. Good stuff. So, uh, fucked up parenting will get you the insane clown posse. Congratulations. <laughs> uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. Who's shocked though? Wow, there's there's a lot more to it. He wrote a whole autobiography about what a fucked up childhood he had. You know, <laughs> not, I didn't know. Right, I'm really not, not shocked. Yeah, not terribly surprised, but it created a multi million dollar <laughs> empire for him. So, way to go! Hey, you know what? Yeah, got that going for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, so I hope uh, everybody uh, has a Mother's Day. Fuck, I don't know. I hope you have a good Mother's Day. Yeah, I hope your Mother's Day is what you <laughs> what you deserve. <laughs> absolutely uh well okay then so evan uh a couple a couple episodes ago we talked about the original script for gremlins uh yes indeed i enjoyed researching it and so i had brought up the possibility of the original script of ghostbusters which i had heard about yeah and i've researched and i would like to present with you the information i have found on the original script for ghostbusters aka ghost smashers hell yeah 
or some sort of <laughs> off-tone music. Some, some fucked up version. Well, uh, originally, uh, this script was written uh, by Dan Aykroyd, and he was writing it as a vehicle for him and John Belushi. Uh, kind of in right. the vein of uh, Blues Brothers, you know, something that they could do. And his idea was um, all the old comedy duos, uh, Abbott and Costello, all the old comedy legends, you know, Abbott and Costello, probably the Marx Brothers, uh, whoever, they all had a, a ghost episode, you know, where they got chased around or whatever and had to deal with that. Yeah, of course. Um, and so uh, he had read something in um, uh, a magazine about somebody theorizing that it could be possible to trap ghosts. And he thought uh, that was the the next logical step for the comedy stuff. Like, okay, like, what if these comedy guys could trap the ghosts? What if, you know, that that's their business or whatever? And so that's uh, that's where the idea originated, and it was going to be him and John Belushi. We're going to be uh, Stance and Venkman. And originally there were only three characters, Stance, Venkman, and Ramsey. Uh, Ramsey would eventually mm-hmm. become Winston, the character of Egon, uh, would not be added until Harold Ramis uh, came aboard and started writing, uh, which wouldn't happen until after this first draft. But uh, so uh, he said, actually, that he was in the midst of writing a line for Venkman for Belushi's character when he got the news that uh, John Belushi had died. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. So I think uh, after uh, that, he kind of took the idea to other people and they kind of kept fine-tuning it from there but uh so here's the original idea that he was going with so <clears throat> overall it had a, a darker tone uh weren't as many jokes and wasn't as light uh and it would open with a prologue because who doesn't love some exposition at the beginning kind of explaining where you're at oh boy long-winded prologues oof oof i don't know man i think it might have been more of like a short prologue you know uh but i don't know it might have had to been long-winded depending on how it goes but uh, either way, this story was to take place in the distant future. The distant future of 2012. Uh, <laughs> Which at the time, of course, man. was 29 years in the future. Man, I, 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 will, I will take a moment to just kind of pause this one and just say, like, every time I hear, like, you know, a movie that does, like, you know, the distant future, and then it's like, you know, again, it's just somewhere like the 2012, like the 2010s, like the 2020s, I'm like, Oh, man, we've really made it, huh? We, we made it to the distant future. Yeah. Has anything gotten better? No. No? No. Oh, well. Well, video games have gotten better. <laughs> You're not Got wrong. For me. Hooray. Yeah, no, uh, <laughs> but you know what that always makes me think of? Uh, mm. bread, bread and circuses. I don't think I know that. Um, I think it's an old Greek or Roman saying. It's an old saying. Uh, if you give them bread and circuses, they'll... They'll never revolt. Basically, is the I'm definitely misquoting it, but that's uh, if you look up bread and circuses, you'll you'll get the exact quote. Uh, hold on, I'm I'm gonna do that now. But uh, yeah, no, it's it's about how if you make sure that people are fed and give them some entertainment, uh, then they'll they'll be satiated and you know not revolt or whatever. Bread and circuses, a phrase used by a Roman writer to deplore the declining heroism of Romans after the Roman Republic ceased to exist and the Roman Empire began. Uh give them bread and circuses and they will never revolt. Oh, well, Juvenal. It looks like his name was Juvenal. That's, uh, a, that's a funny name. That's a great name. Oh, uh this might be the actual quote though. Two things only the people anxiously desire. 
bread and circuses. The, they kept the government kept the Roman populace happy by distributing free food and staging huge spectacles. So yeah, that's why that's why the video games have gotten better. The part well, of the the entertainment. I, I literally sure, but free food that that's something we're still haven't uh, we still haven't gotten. No, no, not yet. Uh, God, I hope we don't get to like food wars, but like <laughs> maybe. Yeah. But yeah, so oh, they've got the circuses. So many circuses. Absolutely, absolutely. They... Speaking of circuses, though, we've still we've still got uh, one of my favorite circuses in Ghostbusters. So ah, yes, so uh, <laughs> so the distant future of 2012, and of uh, EMF and all the electronica that we're using have uh, and microwaves have weakened the barriers in time and space, and have caused ghosts to flood in, and because of this. A new profession has arose, ghost busting, um, or ghost smash. Well, uh, ghost smashers, I think, was the name, but I think uh, ghost busting was what they called the um, the occupation itself in the movie. But either way, regardless, uh, yes. so it's an established business already. By the time you get there, this isn't like the story of them setting it up. The first scene is the firehouse door opening and Ecto One, boom, booming out of there, and uh, so. And the Ecto-1 looks different. It's all black with purple and white strobe lights. It's still like uh, an old-ass ambulance, but like it's looking darker and shit. And uh, the Ghostbusters themselves, uh, they still wear the same suits, but they also have, in some drawings I saw, it looks like they've got motherfucking police riot helmets. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Might have come in handy when motherfucker got slimed. You just got the fucking... (laughs) Instead of it all in your mouth and your eyes, like, see, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, I, I bet now because, see, if Venkman like had any brains, he'd be like, ah, we should probably wear helmets on this shit. Like, you know, you don't want to get slimed, yo. Probably. Uh, but either way, uh, so they were, they did have helmets in the original though, uh, and instead of proton, like, they still have the proton packs, but instead of like the guns that they have, they had yeah. wand, they had wands that extended from their wrists like uh, along their palms and in some of the drawings i saw like dudes have clenched fists with a wand protruding from the middle of each fist and so that's how they would aim their shit and uh it was triggered by an elbow switch on the on the back on the backpack that you would trigger and then it would shoot out the beams from uh from the wands okay yeah <laughs> bit weird <laughs> Yeah. Like, we're, we're, we're wizards now. <laughs> You're a wizard, Venkman. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think they made the right choice there, switching to the gun instead. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as well as uh, you know, just hunting or busting ghosts on Earth, they could also travel through space and time. At uh, what? Yeah, they could travel through space and time and other dimensions, man. They had, like, a device for traveling through other dimensions. I'm, I'm sorry, is this the motherf- is this fucking Turtles 3 or some shit? <laughs> Yo, man, Dan Aykroyd was on some shit. Because, uh, here's the thing about Dan Aykroyd. Uh, his whole, like, family lineage is obsessed with, like, parapsychology. I don't know, like, uh, were you f- familiar with that? No, What? Oh, yeah. Uh, So his grandfather, I believe it was, tried to figure out a way to contact ghosts using the radio. 
uh, okay. Yeah. I'm still with you. Yeah, I know. And like their, their whole family has like, uh, you know, uh, gone to mediums and like tried to explore it. He, he's a member of a whole lot of like parapsychology groups and shit. Like he firmly believes in all sorts of like supernatural and spiritual shit. Like 100 fucking percent. The crystals. That's why his vodka is the crystal skull vodka. I don't know if you know the, the legend of the crystal skulls. There's like 13 of the crystal skulls. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. So yeah. (laughs) Yes, it does. And Indiana Jones five is coming out and they're going to, they're going to try to make it right, but we'll see. I'm getting off topic. Won't again. (laughs) The dial of destiny. What the fuck? It's it's stupid. Uh... No. <sighs> okay, okay, okay. Where, where, where was I? Oh yeah, they they travel space and time and different dimensions. Space and time, still weird. Yeah. Still okay. Dumb. Yeah. So uh, Dan Aykroyd has a huge. That's why he's like always studying this shit. And so a lot of this shit that he like uh, came up with, uh, you know, he like knew the the history of. In one of the scripts I read, it was a it was a later shooting script actually though, uh, when Dana Barrett first comes to the firehouse. Uh, Egon like asks her all this information and she's like I don't know what my sign is you know she just kind of says it jokingly or whatever and Egon not only says her sign but what her like rising and falling or whatever that shit is the the, the secondary he looks at her paperwork and says it offhand because Dan Aykroyd's familiar with all that all that shit so so he's got a huge history of it so that's why there's so much crammed into here because he also you know was nerding out on it and that's the thing when they talk about his scripts his characters, his three characters, Stan, Venkman, and Ramsey, had no distinction. They were all basically the same character. Like, uh, they didn't get fleshed out and given, like, personalities until Harold Ramis and Ivan Reitman started coming on board and shit. And once they knew that uh, Bill Murray was attached, you know, they started kind of, like, working it to him. And apparently, uh, Winston, when they <laughs> first wrote him, uh, they said that they overdid it because um, there's a whole lot of notes from the writers guild telling them to add more women and minorities to their scripts. So they said they like went extra hard on the Winston character. And then they were like, Oh man, we think we gave him all the best lines. So they started giving some to Venkman. And then before they knew it, Winston's like a minor character. Oh, poor Winston. Poor fucking Winston, man. Motherfucking Ernie Hudson is a good motherfucking actor and he signed on to a bigger part and then they like cut him out and I think they kind of screwed him on that. But regardless, that's not why we're here. <laughs> I keep getting off topic. We're talking Ghost Smashers. All right. Oh, uh, w- one more note though about the characters, about what they would eventually become. Uh, uh, Stan Venkman and Egon would eventually be kind of modeled, half-ass modeled after the Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Cowardly Lion. Huh. Yeah. I can just see it, honestly. Yeah, Venkman's the Scarecrow, Egon's the Tin Man, uh, Stance is the Cowardly Lion. Yeah, yeah, like I said, I can see it. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Okay, okay, so uh, Ecto-1 is the goth wet dream, uh, cruising through the night. Uh, They're going to this mission to the Greenville Guest House. Uh, Oh, also, their job was only semi-legal, because the Ecto-1 had the ability to go invisible to evade the law. What? Yep. They could flip a switch and the Ecto-1 would just fade out. (laughs) Because what they were doing was not totally legal. 
there were also multiple teams of Ghostbusters competing, and it was described that there was like a civil war, and some were good, and some were bad. And uh, it was all ran by a dude named named uh, Ivo Shandor, uh, who of who of course eventually became a character. He uh, he became the guy who designed the building in the first Ghostbusters, and then his character was expanded upon in the recent uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife movie. Uh, but originally, he was this eccentric boss of the Ghostbusters, and he was like real weird. Like they would go into his office, and he'd be sitting in a swivel chair. That was like almost completely covered by an almost completely opaque uh, mosquito net. And he was like su- super eccentric, but nobody ever thought anything of it. Like, yeah, that's just Sandor, whatever. Uh, and uh, some of the things I read had him being played by Paul Rubens. I'm sorry, Pee Wee Herman himself? Pee Wee motherfucking Herman as Ivo Sandor, the boss of the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm kind of sorry we missed out on that one. I'm not gonna lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. He was uh, described as a kindly-looking man in a nondescript suit, and uh, his walls were mounted with giant heads of bats and rats and lobsters and etc. of somehow giant creatures that he had hunted or that he had gotten the heads of. I couldn't find a clear reasoning on that. Just that he had them. So. He's got these giant heads. <laughs> like I said, everybody's just like, yeah, no, that's Shandor. Uh, and then it turned out he was actually a trans-dimensional being. That was fucking twist somewhere in there. Like, like oh, I didn't see that one coming. What? Pee-wee, how could you? <laughs> Terry, no. <laughs> mecha lecha hi, mecha hiney hiney ho. Uh, the, the word of the... Oh, I'm thinking of the fucking the family... Mechalekaha, Mechalekaha, God, I hate you so much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. They, their first job, they go to the Greenville Guest House, and it's a yellow gluttonous mist called a free-repeating vaporous phantasm, or an FRVP in uh, Ghostbusters shorthand, Ghostbusters lingo. And uh, it's called onion-headed, or onion-head. Now, the reason it's called onion-head isn't because its head's shaped like an onion, but supposedly because of the noxious smell that it gives off. Now, of course, this thing would eventually become Slimer. And uh, the funny thing I found about this is in the book that I researched the most for this, uh, Making Ghostbusters from 1984, I think, because it was like put out the, the closest to it. So it had like the best for a source material because they can't find the original script. Like nobody knows where the sure. fuck it is. So the best I have is these notes. Um, but uh, even in this book, when they show pictures of Slimer and shit, they call him Onion Head. Like, he got called Onion Head the entire time. I'm pretty sure, I think, I'm guessing, Slimer was probably, like, a colloquial name that audiences probably came up with. Sure. I would, I would, I would think that, because in this book, like, apparently everybody on the set called him Onion Head. Like, that was, like, the name, like, that he went by, or that he was supposed to go by. But regardless, uh, and I remember like looking for a while, like, was it because his head was shaped like an onion? It doesn't, I don't, I don't see it. What, what? what? And then eventually it was like, oh, it's because it, he smelled bad. Like, oh. Hmm. Okay. okay. Yeah. So they go on this, uh, this ghost busting trip. They bust onion head. Um, the leg, the, the trap is, is you, you shake your leg and it shoots out from your hip. Give a, give a little leg, leg jiggle and poof, the traps. And the way you would trap the ghost 
is um, they would have their wands extended and they would shoot the beams at each other so that their beams would meet in corners and they would like form a square around the ghost, kind of entrapping ghosts. I don't know. It was it was weird. But um, As opposed to just pointing at it and just, you know, catching it. I, yeah. Question yeah. mark. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. But uh, let's see. So they captured it, and then they gave the owner a bill. Do you remember how much the bill was at the hotel in the original one? $5,000. $5,000. $5,000? I won't pay it. Yeah, because bill- well, it was, um, uh, you know, our, tra- you know, our um, financial services, that's, that's going to be 4000 And then for uh, the trapping and containment, that's going to be an additional $1,000. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was like an additional 2000 but they were running a special today on whatever. Oh, it's special. Yeah. Well, regardless. Either way, yeah. Uh, but this bill was only $500, and the owner was still like, Ugh. because that's the other thing. The job was seen as something like Orkin men. They weren't like specialized scientists. They were exterminators. Like, oh, you call these guys, they, they, uh, and they perform the thing. Uh, it's just a job. Like, they made like $10,000 a year, like, and they were like janitors, you know, like just highly, that's how fucking uh, Dan Aykroyd originally fucking saw them in his vision. Um. And uh, what was the other thing about that? Oh, yeah. Like there was a, a scene in one of the earlier scripts, not in this Ghostmaster script, but I think the next script where um, like one of their earlier jobs was somebody hears a knocking in their house and uh, they go and they rip everything apart, you know, and they can't find the source of the knocking. And so eventually they're like, oh, well, it's just like a class one. This that's that's just a knocking from nowhere. Like that just exists here. Like, sorry, nothing to do about that one. And it was to kind of show that the job could be mundane. Okay. Yeah. Still with you. Yeah. I'm glad they dropped that shit. Like, you know what? Sometimes this job's boring. Like, how about no, man? You're fucking fighting ghosts. <laughs> that's a that's a terrible idea. Uh, well, well, like I I think like that kind of lends itself to. So I I've, I've talked to you know a few people about this. Be, being a writer myself, mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to something like you know when it comes to something like writing books you can kind of get away with doing a bit more like that of having a few more, you know, tangential things, maybe a few more like things that not that they don't go anywhere, but that they don't like, you know, they don't have to be super impactful. Mm-hmm. If you're reading a movie or a TV show or even like a video game, like script, pretty much every line has to be like worthwhile. It has to contribute something. It, you have to be like razor focused. So it's good that they did cut something like that because that's the kind of stuff that does need to get cut essentially. Mm-hmm. I think it might have worked in like, I don't know. I think you could have made it work in like a montage type bit, like if sure. you were, if you had sprinkled it in instead of like doing it like as a straight bit in the montage. You know, them like looking for it, finding that while you're showing intercut, like them busting ghosts or whatever. Maybe you could have made it work. You know, like hey, sometimes the job is my name. I don't know. I think the pace of the movie worked fine. I'm glad they they did away with it. I think there's a way to make it work, but uh, I don't know. I, I'd wanna I'd wanna workshop that one. Okay. All right, so they did away with that anyway. Uh, Zool. Zool, instead of being the name of the terror dog, was actually the term the, the term for terror dog at the time. Instead of terror, dime, ta- terror dog, it was, a, it was a Zool. This is a Zool instead of, you know, this, my name is Zool. Uh, okay. And uh, one, there was only one Zool, I think. Uh, it's all I could find information on. Uh, and it was trying to escape, and it had... Because the barriers were weakened, it had gone to the uh, the Ghostbusters uh, for help. 
but it was captured by Shandor. And Shandor was uh, keeping it prisoner. And uh, it was trying to escape Gozer, uh, absolute ruler of the sixth dimension. Uh, but Zul was the favorite pet of Gozer, and Gozer would stop at nothing to get it back. And uh, so it was the cause of some widespread psychic disturbances. And basically, uh, Gozer spent the movie sending different incarnations of itself to fight uh, the Ghostbusters. The containment unit, instead of being in the firehouse, was in an abandoned uh, Sunoco station in northern New Jersey. Because, fuck New Jersey, I guess. <laughs> I, I sure. Right? <laughs> yeah, like... Uh, and I think that might be part of, like, the illegal thing. You know, maybe it's, like, illegal to, like, store the ghosts or whatever, and that's why they don't do it on their property. But uh, I'm not totally sure. But um, also, originally, the containment had a viewport, so you could look in and see the ghosts. But it was cut because uh, people thought it might be too depressing and uh, that you might start empathizing with the ghosts. Like, oh, it's so sad in there. Which does, like, start bringing about some, like, moral ramifications about the afterlife and... uh like, actually what the Ghostbusters are doing. But we can put a pin in that until the end of this fun part. We'll get into the, the, the serious, heartbreaking part later. Eventually in the movie, there was the accidental release of the ghosts. And of course, of course, you know. Uh, I'm not sure if Walt, uh, Dickless Walter Peck was involved. <laughs> but we like to think so. Uh, it's true, Your Honor. This man has no dick. This man has no dick. <laughs> uh, but either way, uh, the release of the ghosts cause a 25-acre sinkhole uh, to form, which then... Okay. Oh, oh, but wait, it gets worse. Oh, fuck. Which then fucks with a fault line, which turns most of northern New Jersey into a blazing fucking inferno. Because fuck New Jersey, I guess. Why not? They literally turn New Jersey into hell. <laughs> oh, oh, you love to see it. Well, we didn't see it though. But uh, we oh, didn't, but oh, oh, man. Okay, gonna gonna do a quick aside here because I'm definitely gonna explore this for a later episode. There was a Ghostbusters three script that never got made, and it was called Ghostbusters Hellbent. Oh, boy, oh, boy. And in this, there was uh, a demonic version of Manhattan called Manhelton. Shit. <laughs> oh, my God. And it was a... And the Ghostbusters fought the devil. Uh, uh, what? So, uh, prepare our audiences. What? One day I'm going to explore that. And I will come back to you and tell you what I have found. <laughs> because Ghostbusters is just maddening. Because why not, man? Why fucking not? It's about fucking ghosts and shit. I mean, oh, in one version... <laughs> in one version of the script, Dana was an interdimensional alien that was hiding on Earth as a, as a lady. Uh, what? Yep. Dan. Yep. Danny boy. My guy. My homie, my brother in Christ, you can't just do shit like this. Yeah, no, that's what, what that, that's why they brought in other people to kind of rein it in. 
This is why we have teams of writers, people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Somebody to bounce it off of. Him and Harold would write together. And, like, the way they talked about writing was uh, Dan was good at, like, coming up with scenes and stuff. And Harold was good at coming up with, like, jokes and, like, fleshing out people. And so they would, like, rewrite each other and then give it to Ivan Reitman to be like, hey, what do you think of this? And he'd be like, yeah, that's good or, you know, that's bad or, you know, focus on this or take this out or try this. So that was how they described the writing once, yeah, once they got it away from just uh, Dan's script, which was apparently about 70 to 80 pages. Of <clears throat> 70 to 80? Mm-hmm. That's, that's like fucking, that is crazy long for like a film script. How, how long is a film script usually? I'm, I'm not even totally sure. Oh, oh, man, I know. And not that long. Hang on. We're going to look up how long is the average film script. Here we go. To Google. Mm-hmm. To Google. Average film script. How many pa- uh, average page count. Oh, wow. You know, for some reason, huh. that's actually way longer than I thought. You know what? I was totally off. 90 to 120 <laughs> pages. Yeah. Look at that. Average movies run time between hour and a half and two hours. Huh. Look huh. at that. So it looks like it's about a page a minute. Wow. Okay. That is that is shocking, actually. Okay. Okay. I did not know that. Well, now we know. Uh, knowing's half the battle. GI Joe. GI Joe. Do you know what the other half of the battle is? What is the other half of the battle? Violence. Unimaginable fucking violence. That sounds like GI Joe. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is a battle. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the worst part. The quiet before the battle. And then the battle's not so bad. Oh, right. Forgot about that part. <laughs> uh, fantastic. Where were we? Oh, yes. New Jersey is hell. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Uh, New Jersey has sunken into hell. Okay. Uh, Gozer. Gozer has many forms uh, throughout the movie. Uh, one of them was as Ivo Shandor. Uh, Stay Puff was always in the movie from the jump. But in the first rendition, Stay Puff appeared about halfway through. And one was one of maybe 50 large-scale monsters. Yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Dan envisioned some Godzilla shit going on here. Yeah, so he won a kaiju battle with the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. I do, cool. love that, I do love that the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man has been in there from the jump. Uh, that, that is, you know what? That's weirdly comforting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hell yeah, man. Stay Puft, gotta love him. Always there, always in our hearts. Um, Absolutely. Oh, sometimes uh, Gozer was described as looking like Burt Parks. Do you know who Burt Parks is? I have absolutely no idea who that is. Uh, Burt Parks, I believe, was a game show host, but he was also the host of the Miss America pageant from 1955 to 1979. Okay. So he's a kind of generic-looking old dude, so I don't fucking know. <laughs> it was just it was just in there, so I researched it, and I was like, okay, Burt Parks, whatever. Uh, the final version of Gozer... Uh, was a giant whirling psychic maelstrom with uh, a giant aphid head atop of it. You know, from fucking Chandor's collection or whatever the fuck. Uh, and then it ended with the Ghost Smashers being whisked away to other dimensions. Okay. Okay. And that was Ghost Smashers. I, you know, wow. le- le- leaving it open for those for those juicy sequels that are sure to come rolling in. Fucking Ghost Smashers. Jesus Christ, man. Fucking Ghost Smashers. What a ride, huh? 
Oh my god. I, th- I think we were robbed of some things, you know, Paul Rubens to start with. But as... We were robbed of Paul Rubens, 1,000%. Right, yeah. I, I feel like we could have done something there. Uh, fucked up there. Um, oh, uh, maybe New Jersey turning into hell? That, that might have been... That could have been something. That could have yeah. been a thing. That might have been cool. Uh, the wands, that was good uh, Good to get rid of. Um, that was good to keep the stay puffed. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I think I think that's it. Oh, you know what? I think uh, I think the goth uh, Ecto One should have stayed. You know, maybe they should have just had two. It didn't necessarily need to turn invisible. And you know what's funny? Uh, apparently, the Ecto One was black uh, in most of the scripts, almost to completion, until somebody pointed out that most of the scenes took place at night, and you wouldn't really be able to see it. That you know what? That is true. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. These guys got a point. Does have a point. Uh, but you know what? Even with what we got, I do st- I do still, in fact, very much love the movie that we have. Still, I still love Ghostbusters. Fantastic film. You know? Mm-hmm. Maybe one of my favorite films of all time, really and honestly. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. No, it's a fucking classic. But at the, but at the same time, man, Dan Aykroyd, this sounds truly wacky. Uh... Hell yeah, man. He put all of his love of parapsychology into this. Oh, you wacky bastard. Wacky fucking bastard. Traveling through time time and space and dimensions, I guess. Dan Aykroyd. What? You know what? I give I give Aykroyd a lot of shit for a lot of different things. Apparently he's a cool guy, so, you know, I don't feel... I, I feel a little bad about it. It's like Fred Durst. <laughs> like, I give Limp Biscuit a lot of shit, but apparently Fred Durst is like a cool dude. That one I'm not too sure about, but also Aykroyd, keep keep being weird, my guy. Just 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 stay a weirdo. Mm-hmm. Keep it fucking weird, bro. <laughs> uh, well, brilliant. Thank thank you for sharing this with me. It has truly changed my life, at the very least, my perspective on on Ghostbusters, <laughs> on where things get to from where they start, huh? Absolutely. Goddamn lately. And and coming soon, uh my review of the Ghostbusters 3 script Hellbent, whenever I find it. <laughs> I'm I'm sure I can find that online somewhere. But man, yeah, no, from what I've heard, that was also something else. <laughs> Alright. Well, we're hitting uh, a pretty good mark. Uh did you have anything else you want to talk about, or is it time for disses? You know, uh, I just want to mention one thing really quick. I'm going to throw a quick bit of shade. This is Evan's Shade Corner. Um, time for Evan's Shade Corner. Oh, shit. It's, it's time for disses. Yeah. Uh, we're, I'm, you know, you, you've got your disses. I'm just going to fire into one. I'm not going to make this. A, well, I might make this a thing. But <laughs> for now, I'm just going to stick with one. Um, so, you know, I do a lot of driving for my job. I do deliveries and, mm-hmm. and all that jazz. And I listen to the radio, um, as I am off to do. And so the past few, like, this, like the past week, it's been, like, pretty nonstop, you know, being Mother's Day and all the flowers and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I don't play music for my phone because I have you know, usually, like, a map up to get my direction. So I'm just, I just have the radio playing. Mm-hmm. And uh, as it was playing, I was listening to a song. And I kind of, like, I was tuned out. I was kind of, like, zoned out. Just kind of, like, you know, just driving, just trying to focus on where I was going and stuff like that. And I tuned into the song and realized, huh, this song sucks ass. And I look over to see what song it is, and I don't remember the name of it, but I know it's a song by the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> and I remember thinking to myself, huh, I thought I liked this song at one point. <laughs> but I clearly remember, oh, wait, I was high when I heard this song. 
Yeah, that'll do it. So I think that might have had some sway over over my enjoyment of that song. I was like, huh. Man, I feel like the Dave Ma- I feel like you just have to be a little bit messed up to enjoy the Dave Matthews band. It definitely doesn't hurt. It definitely doesn't hurt. I definitely think, yeah. Like, sober, I'm like, oh, whatever. But, like, yeah, if I'm, like, high or drunk or whatever, I'm like, yeah, sure, Dave Matthews, I guess it's not so bad. <laughs> yeah, is it not so bad, or am I just, like, a little softened up? Uh, see, I have I have it with the Dave Matthews Band and with um, Night Ranger. Those, those are my two. Like, any song by Night Ranger, I'm just like, this song kind of sucks. If it was messed up, I might be a little more into it. But right now, uh Who's Night Ranger? What do they sing? Uh, Sister Christian. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 I know that. Yeah. That one. Um, Rockin' America is another one. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if, uh, you know, this one. Um, uh, Call My Name uh, is another one. Uh, don't Start Thinking. Um, the, 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 I'm just trying to, like, name some of their, like, their top hits. Right. Um, of course. Of course. I think Sister, yeah, Christ, the, Sister Christian. I know that one. Yeah. 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 Oh man, yeah. Any, anytime, so that's, that's anytime you hear, anytime you hear their shit, you're like, oh, this would be better high. <laughs> It'd be better if I was a little bit high, right? Some drugs would make this enjoyable. <laughs> like Tally, you guys want to get high? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I wonder if I sober up, if I'd be like, ah oh, man, this shit that I've been enjoying just ain't it, bro. <laughs> uh, but see, that's the thing. I enjoy most things. Like, yeah, I'm pretty high. <laughs> like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. Whatever. All good. All right. Everything's fine. But you know what? Fuck Dave Matthews. Oh. <laughs> uh, well, any yeah, other... I, did, I, I will say, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. All you Dave Matthews fans out there, don't start coming after me. <laughs> right, yeah. The legions of Dave Matthews fans <laughs> coming to cancel Evan. Yeah, they're too high. I don't, think, I don't have to be that worried about them. All right. Right, like they'll be like, I've I've gotta fuck this guy up. First I gotta get some Cheetos though. <laughs> first I'm gonna get a little high. Right. Maybe I should get a little high first. Yeah, I'll feel better once I get high. What's it been? Two, three minutes since you last been high. <laughs> ah! Oh god. Oh Tally. You're the worst character ever, Tally. <laughs> I know. I love Tally. Who doesn't? Right. I love the what was he buying? Dusters? Oh, yeah, it's not illegal. <laughs> of course. Oh, oh, God. God. <laughs> Don't uh, forget to bring a towel. Ah, oh, fucking Tally. Don't forget to bring a towel. <laughs> uh, all right. I've all done right. my disses. You got yours to get to. Please regale me. All right. So first up, we got uh, Nancy Reagan. Still dead. Uh, hooray. Huzzah. Three cheers. Hip, hip. Hooray. Hey. Hip, hip. Hooray. hooray. Hip, hip. Hooray. hooray. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nancy was a big supporter of Straight Inc. Uh, you know, you might know them of uh, Scared Straight uh, fame. Oh, yeah. but, but they've come under fire. Uh, well, they, they've been under fire because of their... Um, tactics of isolation and verbal and physical abuse so it does not surprise me that nancy reagan would love something that berates people because of course she was the type to think that her shit don't stank and that she was better than motherfuckers so 
But that shit sucks, and she supported shitty things and was a shitty person. And I'm glad she's dead. Hooray. We all are. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in Elon Musk n- uh, news, he is stepping down as the CEO of Twitter and has uh, named a replacement. Uh, so we did uh, the math, though, and he was only the CEO for uh, seven months. Well, not even seven months yet, since October. So a little over half a year, and he's already stepping down because he's basically tanked the fucking platform and is bad at what he does. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw this. I can't remember where I saw this. I don't remember exactly, but I remember, like, the value of Twitter has just been, like, it's been, it's been a downward spiral, basically, since he took over. Like, mm. it's just going downhill fast. Right. They've been losing advertisers and, like, giving platforms to fucking right-wing crazies and shit. Unsuspending the accounts of, like, known stochastic terrorists and shit, so. Hooray! Hooray! Doesn't the world feel better? Okay. Uh, uh, I, th- I think uh, I think that'll do it for us. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Make sure to like and subscribe and tell your enemies and your friends and strangers on the street. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. uh, tell everybody you know, then introduce yourself to a few people just to tell them, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, if you're n- not terribly social, just uh, write write it down on pieces of paper and leave it places people will find it. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. That'll be, be great. It'll be weird. It'll be good. It'll be good. We'll be we'll be you know, we'll be that thing that you know it's like it's like mystical you know you pick it up it's like oh is this fate is it destiny no it's a stupid ass podcast with two weirdos listen to it all right all right I think we've done some good stuff here so until next time I've made a little space for the cheese slices. I, I was, is that your sign-off? I guess. Wow. We're really going to have to... Ugh. I know. Oh, man. I know. <laughs> you know, but you know what? We're still trying. I still believe that you're going to get there. <laughs> right. But right. Until, one of these days. <laughs> one of these days, until he does, everyone be gay, do crimes.